It's a happy day at Declare Victory. My name is Andrew. It's Men's Day. Who's with me on the call? Good morning, Andrew. This is Rita. How are you today? God bless you, Rita. Happy Friday. I'm, Thank I'm, you. I'm, I'm, I'm still pushing, Rita. <laughs> Keep it out. Hey, the load is rough, and the going gets tough, and the hills are hard to climb. But I started out a long time ago. There's no doubt in my mind. I've decided to make Jesus my choice. Nothing else to do before she wrote Rhoda, Rita, everybody on the call. No matter what we face, got to push through it. It's Men's Day to declare victory, and we delight in the power of our Lord. Who's with me on the call? Good morning. This is Sister Stephanie. Hey, Sister Stephanie. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. We're blessed by your presence. Good morning, Andrew. This is Sherman and the Finisher. Hey, sister. Happy Friday. Happy Friday to you. Have a blessed day. You as well. You as well. Good morning, the Georgia... Hey, sister Susie. Happy Friday. Hey, brother Andrew. Happy Friday to you as well. God bless you. God bless you. Let the joy of the Lord be your strength today. Thank you so much. I need that today. <laughs> Thank oh, yeah. <laughs> Clearly. We all need it. Yes, we do. God is good all the time. Yeah, good morning, yes, sir. Andrew and Susie and every, anybody else that's on the call. It's Brother Michael. Brother Michael. I'm in the East Coast, presence. man. I'm, on, I'm near you today. I'm in New York. Oh, Okay. Where, where where are you? I'm upstate. Where, no no no. Where where are you? In New York. Okay okay. Uh, I I I, li- I after graduation I was in NYC for nine years, but uh, I was born and raised in Ohio and I live in Western PA. So right right. I'm sorry. Right. Uh, yeah you're you're not that far from me. I know. Yeah. But, but but see, but the water's fine on this side of the of the country. Come on down. I'm on Come the on Hudson down. side over here, off the Hudson. Yep. Upstate. Yeah. 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 Well, see, the danger the danger is if you stay over here, you know, the like like when the Lord stops by, He stops by our side first. So, you know, <laughs> That's if, you, if you if you if you if you really want to have a have a meeting with Him, you got to come over here. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 Everything else is three hours delayed. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Have a blessed day, brother. All right. You too. Bye bye. The word of the Lord is our.
to Erod. We are so strengthened by your presence. Have a happy Friday. So good to hear you. And God is all the time. God is good. We wouldn't be here if it, we wouldn't be here if he wasn't. And even if we're absent, it's because he cared enough for us to keep us from falling. Oh, he's a mighty God. And, and we're gonna we're gonna need him. We're gonna need him today. We're gonna need him tomorrow. We're gonna need him next week. Yeah. There'll never be a time when we don't need him. Yeah, he's always, he's, always, always. This is Prosperous Pam. Good morning, uh, Brother Andrew and Yvonne and family. A blessed Friday. God bless you, Prosperous Pam. Happy Friday. Thank you. Oh, yeah. The Lord is good. Good morning. This is Sister Cynthia. Happy Friday. Hey, Sister Cynthia. Happy Friday to you. Thank you. Good morning. It's Grateful Deborah Evans. Happy Friday. Hey, Grateful Deborah Evans. We're grateful <laughs> for your presence. Happy Friday to you. You too. Thank you. Good morning. It's Yvette Marquette. Have a blessed and fabulous Friday. Oh, sister, happy Friday to you. Thank May you. your day be rich and powerful. Thank you. Yours as well. Thanks. Now, I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that ye all speak the same thing, and that there be no divisions among you, but that ye be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. Ain't nothing wrong with being on one accord. My name is Andrew. This is Hey, 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 hey. Happy Friday. Listen, I know I called into the right line. All this joy on the line this morning. Cynthia, girl. Yes. Woo, you sound so good this morning. I just have to holler. Good morning, Andrew. I love you. <laughs> good morning. Good morning, sister. Mm-hmm. You, you must have got your planks in early. We ain't going to talk about that crazy workout this morning. Who I made it, y'all. Thank you, Jesus. Hey, what doesn't what doesn't kill you just didn't kill you. If you survive, <laughs> say amen. Amen. For it hath been declared unto me of you, my brethren, by them which are of the house of clothes, that there are contentions among you. Now this I say, that every one of you saith, I am of Paul, and I am of Apollos, and I am of Cephas, and I am of Christ. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Or were ye baptized in the name of Paul? I thank God that I baptized none of you. But Christians Yes, ma'am. Quick question why people are saying, um, good morning. <clears throat> I'm, I'm sorry, I'm choking right now. Quick question why people are saying good morning. Um, I've been asking God, um, I've been wanting to move in this apartment. It's a two, uh, I want a two-bedroom and two-bath. Uh-huh. But a, a two-bedroom, one-bath keep coming up, and it's upstairs, and I'm trying to get downstairs. But every time I call, there's none available. But once again, there's a two-bedroom, one-bath, and it's upstairs. <clears throat> 
am I not if I go on and move into that and um and just wait there until another two bedroom, two bath comes downstairs, am I not waiting on God or is that okay? I'm trying to learn when I ask God something to not be so unimpatient. But I was saying, you know, if I move into that, that's fine. And then when a two bedroom, two baths come available, then I can redo my like my lease and move into that. Would that be okay or is that not waiting for God or is that jumping gun or is that okay? Whoa, 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 whoa. Here's the thing. You can wait on God and present your request to him and listen for him and wait until you hear what is going on, okay? Okay. The other reaction is that you can give God your request, uh-huh. wait, say you're waiting, and actually wait on hearing from him, but then think that maybe he spoke and I just missed it, and this is presenting itself as an open door, this must be what he wanted, and just moving in that area, whatever area that might be, Okay. An apartment, a job, uh-huh. marriage. Okay. You know, dating this guy or this woman, and and then just trying to bring him along on the parade because you know you told me you give me the desires of my heart, and you told right. me that no good thing would you withhold from me, and you told me that uh, the blessings of the Lord are upon the righteous. Okay, and then try to cite, try to use scripture against him, but everything is wound up in his will. And if he wills it, then you naming something that he wanted for you is just a rubber stamp that, yes, you're going to get it, but you'll get nothing from him if he doesn't want you to have it. But then there's this other part. You have his divine will and his permissive will. His permissive will allows for you to want something that you don't need and nothing he's telling you is getting through. Like, okay, he's saying no, but you're not getting it. And Mm -hmm. he's going to let you have it and things will make you holler and then you'll holler Mm -hmm. for him and then he'll fix it. But you'll get pain and you'll have uh, distraction, uh, disgust. And, mm. and and some harm. So, you know, however you listen, I can't tell you this, that, and the other because I don't have the gift of discernment, okay? Yeah. But if you know somebody that really does have that, you might want to talk to them because it's easy to say, oh, no, God opened that door. But he doesn't want you going through every open door. Every right. open door is not for you. Okay. Okay. It may be God has already spoken and you know, it's it's a yes, you missed it. Or it's a no and you missed it. I you know, somebody's saying that like unless they have the gift of discernment, it's kinda like um, maybe they don't know. So that's uh uh huh, no, 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 no problem. That's the that's the best I can do. Okay, everybody, according to the time on the clock, 
we are ready to get started. So I'm going to ask everybody who can hear me to please mute your phone. Engage the mute feature on your phone and check per periodically. Make sure that the mute feature is always engaged so that when the word of God goes forth, everybody can hear it. Nobody is distracted. Thank you very much for your efforts on that part. Good morning again. My name is Andrew again, and I'm hosting you for Declare Victory. Thank you for that opportunity. Who are we? This is who we are. We are a prayer call. We meet Monday through Saturday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, and we are here to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite one, two, or more friends with you so they can also be blessed. Be sure to continue with us daily throughout this month of May, where our monthly theme is entitled Grace. This means that all of our declarations will be regarding the grace that God has ex extended to us through Christ our Savior and Lord. Two announcements are before us today. Please join us this evening for Friday Night Live tonight from 6 through 7 Pacific Standard Time by calling the same number. Most definitely, you'll be blessed. Secondly, we would like to offer you an opportunity to put God first in your area of finances. Our mission at Declare Victory is to offer sound declarations based on biblical truths, along with prayer during the week and outreach participation to serve our communities in need. And so many are in need right now. Will you partner with Declare Victory by giving support to this mission? There are three ways to give, and I'll list them for you. First way. DeclareVictory.org. Second way, PayPal.me slash DeclareVictory. Third way, Cash App dollar sign I Declare Victory Now. That's DeclareVictory.org. PayPal.me slash DeclareVictory or Cash App dollar sign I Declare Victory Now. We pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father be returned to you for your giving and your trusting in him. There were no new online prayer requests on our on our app, but there are all so many prayer requests that we need to have in our mind right on our frontal lobe when we bow our knees and go to the throne, okay? Uh, one of those is <clears throat> the children, the children that you know, the children that you don't know, the children that are walking around, and the children as of yet are unborn, the ones in harm's way, the ones that are being hurt, the ones that are being trafficked, the ones that are being slowly mistreated to the point where it's neglect and harm the ones that are in school, the ones that are 
getting ready to go to school or a year from being in school, the ones that are having difficulties in school, the ones that are being bullied, the ones that are being teased and laughed at or neglected by the instructors because they don't learn as fast or they have a different learning method that takes more time, the ones that are dyslexic and don't know it yet. We're lifting those children up. The children who are incarcerated, who don't know where mommy and daddy are, we're lifting them up. We're lifting up the teachers, the teachers who are stressed by seeing the pain in the child's eyes and not having the monetary means or the social muscle to do anything about it. The teachers that are struggling with the virus and they too are on the front lines. We're lifting the first responders up, people in the hospital that work, the cleaners, the dietitians, not just the nurses and the doctors, everybody else on staff, we're lifting them up. The met the paramedics, the police officers, everybody who has to deal with the social element out there. We're asking that we pray for them, for them to be just, merciful, patient with all they deal with and to be kept from harm. We're lifting up marriages. We're lifting up friendships. We're lifting up boss-employee relations before the throne. We're lifting up anybody who is homeless, experiencing financial difficulties, stress from any of that, those that are in the hospitals for things other than COVID-19, because there's still trouble in the land. We're lifting all of those up before the throne. We're praying for the peace of Jerusalem. We're praying for, we're just praying for each other. And we're praying for our own this morning. We're praying for Bubbly. Bubbly needs us. Bubbly needs the Lord. And so not just today, not just this morning, but when you go before the throne, please whisper her name. Our Lord knows what she needs. Our Lord knows her. And our Lord knows us. We need him now. Order of the call is as follows. Prayer and corporate praise will be rendered by Brother David. The declaration will be brought by Brother Tony Sandoval. That order once again. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by David. The declaration will be brought by Tony Sandoval. Immediately following, Tony will proctor Love, Life, and Victory where he will instruct us and guide us through any questions and answers or other brewing insights over his teaching that he brought through his declaration. The scripture for today is Ephesians 1, verse 7. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7. In whom we have redemption through his blood, 
the forgiveness of sin according to the riches of his grace. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. Again, if you can hear me, please check your phone. Make sure the mute feature is on so that it can keep all distractions away and only the speaker is to be heard until other instructions are given. It's been beautiful before you, being before you this morning. My name is Andrew. I wish you a strong, enduring blessing from our God. And the next voice you hear will be that of the gentleman taking us to the throne boldly with peace in our mind. I pass the call. God bless you all. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Andrew, for that powerful welcome. Let's all come before the throne in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, because you are the creator of the heaven and earth, Lord God. You are the master and father of all, Lord God. We thirst for you more, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for all that you do, Lord God. We are thirsty for your anointing in our life and for Jesus to just cover us, Lord God. We just thank you for your grace, Lord God. We just thank you for your mercy, Lord God. We just ask right now, Lord God, that we be part of the water that Jesus spoke of in John 4, 14, when he said, whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst, but the water I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing into everlasting life. Lord God, we just thank you for your everlasting life, Lord God. We just thank you for your love, Lord God. We just thank you for your peace, Lord God. We just thank you for your comfort right now, Lord God. And we above all thank you for your grace, Lord God. We ask that you just please increase our hunger for you and your word, Lord God, and your will, Lord God, that we just follow and seek you daily, Lord God. We just ask that you keep our hearts humble, Lord God, and strengthen our commitments to your ways, Lord God. We thank you, and we want our heart's desire to be for you, Lord God. We want to seek you daily, Lord God. We just want to make sure that we seek your face, Lord God. We want more of you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God. We we ask that you just forgive our sins, Lord God, of omission and commission. We ask that you just forgive our frailties and strengthen our spirits, Lord God. Help us to feel your presence. Lord God, and experience your power as never before, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God. We ask that you just begin to let your light, Lord God, just shine through us to reach those around us, Lord God, and let let our lives be an example and a blessing to those around us for your glory, Lord God. We thank you, and we ask that you just continue to cover us with your blessings, Lord God, that we may share your blessings with others, Lord God, and that we may be a blessing to you. We thank you, Lord God. We ask, Lord, that you heal our land right now, Lord God, as we're going through a pandemic. We're still in it, Lord God, and we just ask that you continue to strengthen our strengthen us as we still work through it, Lord God. We're coming through, and we just thank you for that, Lord God. We ask that you continue to protect those working on the front lines, Lord God, those working in the hospitals and those working to protect us in the streets, Lord God. We ask that you help those who are working... 
not just as nurses and doctors, Lord God, but as Andrew said, Brother Andrew said, those who are working in the, the, the lunch rooms and those who are cleaning up the hospitals, Lord God, those who are working in the transportation and the ambulances and the, the EMTs, Lord God, we just ask that you just touch and bless all of those people that are keeping us healthy and alive right now in this time, Lord God. We ask that you just let all of the Christians and the churches, Lord God, just shine our love and shine the hope that you would have us be. Let us be the rock that people can come to, Lord God. We love you, Lord God, and we just want to serve you fully, Lord God. We want to make sure that we are continuing to bless our churches financially with our tithes, Lord God, and we ask that you bless our tithes and our offerings that they may be a blessing unto you, Lord God. All right now, as we begin to take our phones off mute and share in a collective praise we just thank you for your mightiness lord Alleluia. god we just thank you for your Almighty goodness you so amazing you so worthy lord god we call you awesome you are the most high god thank you for waking us up lord Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank Thank you, Lord God, for being the author and the finisher of our faith, Lord God. No weapon that we use, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for letting us find us the shadow of the Almighty, Lord God, for protecting us. We've heard from the danger, Lord God. Thank you for being the author and the amazing Father, praying that does judge, Lord God. We thank you that your grace and mercy endures to all your grace, Lord God. We bless your name, the one, the true, the only God of the most high God. Thank you, for Thank you for the air in our lungs, the body of the Lord, the activity of our limbs, Lord, and 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 the activity of our limbs,
bless you, and we thank you that as well. We thank you for the miracles and wonders that follow them that we thank you as we continue to grow and praise God and in the family of God and with the
I'm just going to go ahead and dive in real quick. I'm, I have a couple things real quick. I'm just going to read two verses. Uh, we're going to be in 1 Peter 4, 8, and then we're also going to be in Hosea chapter 2, verse 1. So 1 Peter 4, 8, and Hosea 2, chapter 1. 1 Peter 4, 8 says, Above all, love each other deeply, because love covers over a multitude of sins. Hosea chapter 2, verse 1 says, The Lord began to speak through Hosea. He said to him, Go marry a prostitute. Have children with her. Do this because the people of the land are like that kind of wife. They have not been faithful to me. So Hosea married Gomer. She was the daughter of Diblam. Gomer became pregnant and had a son by Hosea. Let's pray. Father God, we just worship you, Lord. We love you. Lord, we dedicate this time to you, God. We give you all of our uh, attention. We give her our thoughts. We give you our focus, God, Lord. Lord, speak to us, God. Speak loud and speak clearly, Father, Lord. Minimize me and maximize yourself, God, Lord. Be here with us, God. Be here with us, Lord. I know you are with us, Lord, but just make us aware of your presence. Make us aware of your pouring out. Make us aware, Father, Lord, that you the God of the universe, are ready and willing to speak to us, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, thank you so much again for, for letting me be here. Um, yesterday was a long day. <laughs> it was a, a difficult day. Uh, yesterday we buried my grandmother. She died of cancer. Uh, after a long fight with cancer over 10 years, some, I think closer to like 13 years, uh, she fought cancer. And um, one of the things that uh, she was saved, so she's in a much better place than us. She's in heaven uh, looking down on us. She's dancing around with Jesus. She's, she's doing good up there. So there's a lot of peace in that for sure. But one of the things I liked hearing was people's stories about my grandma and you know, the things that they remember her over more, the things that they remember about her, about her character, her personality, all these things, right? I loved hearing about those things. And uh, one of the things I remember when we were in the hospital that one of my cousins was just couldn't stop talking about was Christmas at grandma's house. And we, we come from a pretty big family. Um, I am the oldest grandchild of about 20 eight grandchildren, I want to say, and there's some great grandkids sprinkled in there too, uh, but she lived a good life. Uh, she had six kids of her own, and every one of those kids had three to four kids, so you can imagine on Christmas, you would get together every Christmas at grandma's house, and she always had the whole house decked out with the worst Christmas <laughs> decorations of all time, so my grandma was one of those ladies who used everything, everything she had. She put up every decoration. She put up every Santa Claus. She put up, uh, I remember a couple, we, we, sometimes we had two Christmas trees. Like, it was never about if things matched. It was never about <laughs> if it was too much. It was too gaudy. It was too ridiculous. Like, and she always had my poor grandpa up there, like, stringing lights and stuff like my grandpa's like in the 70s and this dude is like on the roof putting up Christmas lights and 
and and stringing up you know all these inflatable things on the front lawn and like she always made sure that grandma's house was going to be fully decked out for christmas and there's these awesome pictures she had this living room that was really long it's like this really big living room and it was a tradition that opened up your presents on midnight on uh on christmas morning so we would hang out all christmas eve and then christmas you know come midnight that's when we would open our, our presents. So what we would do is like 10 minutes before midnight, all the grandchildren, all 20 something of us were, it was fewer of us at the time when I was little. Uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a lot older now, but <laughs> well, fewer of us when we were little and we would do is we would start handing out presents, right? So everyone had their own pile, right? Like, hey, this is yours. This is his, this is hers, right? And everybody get ready, right? And all of us would have our own little corner of the living room and we would just be surrounded by presents. And in, in these pictures, you just see, like, this whole living room in a sea of, like, really tacky, <laughs> really tacky Christmas wrapping presents, like, paper everywhere. Like, it was just everywhere, everywhere. And then come midnight, someone would give the word. Usually my grandma would be like, okay, you can open them now. And then it would just be, like, a mad dash to open up a million Christmas presents and there would just be trash everywhere, <laughs> right? But you would just open up Christmas present after Christmas present after Christmas present, right? And the funny thing about being a kid is that you usually don't question things, right? And I remember being a kid opening Christmas presents and opening up a present for my aunt and be like, oh, this is great. Thank you, dear. I appreciate this. And I open up another Christmas present. Oh, cool. I got a cool toy. Like, thank you, Dad. I appreciate this. Like, you, you don't really process what's happening, right? But one thing you never do as a kid is you never question the gift. Never once when I was a kid did I open up one of these Christmas presents, walk over to my tia or my tío or my grandparents or my parents, and be like, hey, I love this toy. This toy right now means everything to me. I really don't deserve this. And I think you paid too much money for this. You can have it back. <laughs> Never in my entire life as a child, my entire career as a child, <laughs> did I ever return a gift to the gifter because I thought, one, I didn't deserve it, or two, they paid too much money. And it got me thinking about God. And I started seeing God in this. And I started realizing that the most difficult part about being a Christian, the most difficult thing about being a follower of Jesus, a follower of Christ, is oftentimes just receiving the gift. The gift of salvation, the gift of grace. But sometimes that seems to be the most difficult thing for us to do because if we could truly receive the gift of grace, we could move on. Move on from our difficulties, move on from our problems, move on from our sins, or move on from our past traumas, move on from our baggage, move on from our, our issues, our problems, our thought processes, 
if we fully could just experience and receive the gift of grace, it would solve a multitude of sins. So why can't we? Well, sometimes God gives us grace and we think, hey, I, I don't deserve this, God. And God says, that's okay. I'm the parent here. I'm the one who gives the gifts. I decide who gets the gifts. And I decide if I want to pay for that gift. And you can have the gift of grace. And sometimes we feel, no, no, no. You paid too much of a price for this. This is too expensive. And God says, you're worth it. I'm willing to pay for that. I'm willing to pay for that gift for you. I'm willing to give you this. Well, I feel undeserving. That's okay. It's grace. Well, I feel like I'm not worthy. That's okay. It's grace. Well, I feel like I can't, I can't bear this gift. Like it's, it's just, it's too precious for me. That's okay. It's grace. You're not supposed to. And I think that's where many of us stay for a while. And that the second that we sin, the second that we make a mistake, the second that we go back into our depressions or our addictions or our issues or we think bad, or we can't get along with somebody or we fight with somebody or we cut somebody out on the freeway or something, we realize that this gift that we bear sometimes can feel so heavy. Why me, God? What possible reason would you have to give me grace and God says it's not up to you to decide the gifts that the father gives it's up to me and God wants you to know this morning that if you feel like you cannot bear the full weight of grace that you don't deserve grace that somehow grace is too expensive and you're not worth it God, I believe, wants you to know this morning that it is not up to the receiver to decide the gift. It's the gifter that decides the gift. Your only job is to receive the gift. All throughout the Bible, you see signs of God's goodness, His grace, the way that He loves on individuals, but Perhaps more, no more in any part of stories do you see God where he loves Israel. His city, his country, his people, his race, the people that he's called to lavish his love on, his grace on, his forgiveness, his protection, his hedge of protection, his calling, his promised land. You see this tug of war between God and his people all throughout the Old Testament. They go back and forth. Where God saves them from Egyptian slavery and they speak ill of him in the wilderness and try to go back. There's parts in the Bible where you see like in 2 Kings where, where uh, Israel is split into two and the northern kingdom is destroyed only to leave the southern kingdom of Judah intact. You see all throughout the Bible where God is in this eternal tug of war between him and him. And his people. And I've always thought about it as a battle. 
But up until recently, I've understood that it's never been a battle of our sin versus God. It's never been a battle of that. It's been simply a battle of his people receiving the full gifting of his God, of his grace. That God is fully ready and willing to lavish his gift of grace upon his people. And his people struggle to receive it. They struggle to hold it. They struggle to carry it. And it's not until Jesus comes on the scene that you realize that Jesus says that my yoke is easy. My burden is light. This shouldn't be hard, son. This shouldn't be hard, daughter. The gifts that I give are not meant to crush you. The weight of my grace is not meant to bury you. It's supposed to free you. And that's what I want to give you this morning. I want you to be free to receive the fullness of the grace of God. Because when you live in grace, you can live in freedom. Sin will burden you. Sin will weigh you down. But grace, grace will free you. Hosea chapter 3. In Hosea chapter 3 verse 1, it says, The Lord said to me, go show your love to your wife again. She is loved by another man. And she has committed adultery. But I want you to love her just as I love the people of Israel. They turn to other gods. And they love to offer raisin cakes to Baal and eat them. In spite of that, I love my people. Let me say that again. In spite of that, I love my people. Verse 2, Hosea says, So I bought Gomer for six ounces of silver. And 430 pounds of barley. Verse 3, then I told her, you must wait for me for a long time. You must not be a prostitute. You must not have sex with any man. And I will be faithful to you too. The book of Hosea is about grace. The entire book is about how God is warring essentially with his own people where he struggles with them as they uh, commit adultery, as uh, the way God puts it, is that they've been adulterous. They've been an adulterous wife, that God is the husband, and his people have been his adulterous wife, that have gone and looked for other gods, and gone and looked for other men, have put their sacrifices before Baal, have ran from him, have denied him what belongs to him. And the funny thing about grace is we can talk about grace all day. And we love talking about the goodness of grace. And that grace is a gift. And it is. But the funny thing about grace is it's great to think about God giving grace. But it's a whole other thing to think about us giving grace. That it's difficult for us to give grace. No doubt that Hosea was privy to God speaking directly to him about the grace that he wanted to lavish on his people. And now throughout the book of Hosea, God is constantly speaking about how Israel has turned its back, how Israel has betrayed him, how Israel has been adulterous to him, how about Israel has, has been buried, as Israel is going to receive the wrath of God, the destruction of God, this, the, the fury of God. And there's always a silver lining at the end, but God wants to reconcile. 
but God wants to forgive. Although they don't deserve it, God wants to give them grace. And that all sounds well and good to Hosea. Yes, give your people grace. Yes, lavish forgiveness and goodness upon your people. We're all for it. And then God says, I want you to exercise this grace. I want you to model this grace. God tells Hosea, who's a holy man, who's a prophet, who's a well-known prophet, who speaks to the highest people of Israel, who's well-known for his fervent prayers and prophetic speech. He says, Hosea, go marry this well-known prostitute. And Hosea doesn't say, well, you don't understand, God, I'm a holy man. It's going to ruin my reputation. It's going to ruin my reputation. It's going to ruin my position. It's going to take my mantle. Hosea never says that. Just how God never is concerned about his reputation. He takes on all sinners. No matter how deep your sin is, how dark your places may be, he takes on all people. And Hosea marries this prostitute. And it says later on in verse 3 that she goes back to her adulterous ways. She leaves her three children and Hosea goes back to the city and begins to prostitute herself once again. Begins to sell herself once again. And Hosea has all but left her, abandoned her, allowed her to go back to her sinful ways. But God says, go back. Find your wife. And the Bible says, go, love your wife again. And I believe like Hosea had this tug of war between God and, and, and although it doesn't specify it in the Bible as a husband myself, I think about the internal struggle. You want to be more like God, but how do you be more like God when everything around you is so ungodly? You want to be more like God. You want to be able to give the grace like God does. But how do you do that when someone hurts you so badly? You want to be able to forgive, forgive like God. But how do you forgive when the pain is still so heavy and still so present? You want to be like God. But how do you be like God when the people and the position and the place that is still hurting you has no sign of making a comeback or a turnaround? How do you do that? Well, Hosea goes in obedience back to the city. It says that he finds Gomer. And God knows where she is. She's prostituting herself. And the only way to get her back is that he pay a price for her. This is, this is Hosea's wife. She belongs to him and him to her. There's no reason that he should be willing to pay or required to pay a price for something that already belongs to him, but he does. And he doesn't argue. He pays six ounces of silver and 430 pounds of barley for her. God has Hosea exercise the grace that God exercises 
every day with us. But every day with us. Hosea went looking in the darkest of places. What's your dark place? God's going to look for you there. When no one's looking, what's your thought process? Do you sit up at night? Are, are you depressed? Are you wounded? Are you broken? Are you unwilling or incapable to forgive that man, that woman, that person who hurt you? What's your dark place? God comes looking for you in your darkest of places, willing to pay the highest price. And Hosea bought back that which was already his, and God buys back that which already belongs to him. He purchases you with the blood of Jesus. He buys you with the blood of Jesus. He cleanses you with the blood of Jesus. I've said this before. I said this to our young adults a couple of weeks back. There was a, a, a fighter. Uh, I, I love I watched a lot of boxing growing up, and uh, one of my favorite fighters was a guy named Eric Morales uh, in the early 2000s, Eric El Terrible Morales. Uh, I loved him because he was from Tijuana. My mom's from Tijuana, but he once fought, uh, I think it was Ricky Hatton, and he destroyed Ricky Hatton, like, <laughs> like destroyed him, like knocked him out in the second or third round or something like that, like just, and they asked him after in Spanish, they're like, hey, are you going to, are you going to give him a rematch? And he has like a really confused face. And he's like, why would I, why would I give him a rematch? Why would I fight something that I so easily beat already? And he had some more choice words, but uh, that's essentially what he said. God is not worried about your sin. You know, I don't know who I'm speaking to, but you need to know that, that God is not concerned about your sin. I think we are a lot more concerned about our sin. God is not worried about our sin. Why would he be worried about something that he was able to beat so easily? Not even death to keep God away from you. God is not concerned about your sin. You are. God is not weighed down by your sin. You are. God is not separated by your sin. You are. And the second that you understand that the grace and the fullness of God far surpasses and outweighs anything that you could possibly do or sin or speak, that's when your life changes. And you bought back, which was already his, and Hosea doesn't condemn his wife. He doesn't give up on her. And he doesn't shame her. He loves her. Finds her. Purchases her. And then takes her back. And then gives her instruction on how they're going to be reconciled. That's God. That's what Jesus does. He provided a home for her. A home where she could heal. And a promise. Hosea tells Gomer later on in verse 6, he says, I will be faithful to you. God wants to be faithful to you. And his faithfulness requires, his character requires that his grace be open to all. 
God does not defile his own character. He is not man that he should lie. So if he says that your his grace is sufficient for you, it is. It is. The first verse I read was first Peter four eight, and I'm getting ready to close soon. But first Peter four eight says, Above all, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sin. There's gonna be a time and there probably has been many times where you've had to exercise some grace, where you've had to be Hosea, where you have to forgive the unforgivable, where you had to get over situations and people that have hurt you, wronged you, torn you to pieces, and yet you've had to go find them and forgive them. It is not someone else's responsibility to forgive, it's yours. Even if they never apologize to you, even if they never say sorry, it is your responsibility to forgive. Forgiveness belongs in the one who forgives. It's your job. It's your responsibility. In verse 4 of Hosea chapter 2, it says, For the sons of Israel will live many days without a king or a leader, without holy gifts or holy stone pillars, and without linen vests or false gods. After this, sons of Israel will return and look for the Lord their God, for David their king, and they will come shaking before the Lord and receive his goodness in the last days. We are living in these days. Our Hosea has come. Our salvation has come. And his name is Jesus. He walked into the most sinful of places to find you. And he is willing to pay the highest price to restore you to being his. Restore you to your proper place right alongside as the bride of Christ. If you are enslaved, God will buy you back. If you are lost, God will find you. If you are shamed, God will cover you. If you wander off, God will bring you home. If you give up on him, God will not give up on you. No matter where you are, God sees who you are, and he loves you. Grace is a gift that God lavishes you on. Accept it. Receive it. Your only job is to receive the gift that God has already purchased for you. Let's pray. Father God, we worship you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for uh, the eternal gift of grace, Father Lord. We thank you because you lavish your gift of grace over us, God. We thank you because you give good gifts. You are a good father that gives good gifts, Father Lord. And we want to receive your gift, Father Lord. So if we find it difficult to receive your gift, if we find it uh, impossible to receive your gift, Lord, if we find it uh, that we struggle with your gift, receiving of your gift, Father Lord. Lord, we just want to put aside all of our sin, all of our struggle, all of our suffering, all of our unforgiveness, Father Lord. And we want to receive the gift. Receive the gift of grace fully so that we can exercise the gift of grace fully. Lord, we love you. We worship you, God. We give you all the honor and all the praise, God. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Well, thank you so much again. This is the part of 
today's call where we're just going to open some things up. Uh, we're going to open up to Q&A, so any questions, um, any comments, anything you want to add, any thought processes, any prayer requests. I am, uh, I'm here to help and here to answer and here to uh, bounce back anything that you might need. So I'll go ahead and open it if you guys have anything to say. Good morning, Tony. This is Rochelle. Great breakdown of Hosea um, through grace. Excellent. Happy Favor Friday. Thank you, Rochelle. Appreciate you. Good morning, Tony. It's Diane. Great declaration. Thank you, Diane. Appreciate you this morning. Thank you. Okay. Anybody else have any questions? Good morning. morning. This is Sister Lisa. Great decoration. And uh, I just want to say that it it, is helping everything that you said. And I just thank you and keep me in prayer. Thank you, sister. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Good morning. Good morning. I just want to get condolences to the loss of your beautiful grandmother and the blessings and memories. Just hold on to those memories. I love you. Thank you for your work this morning. Thank you, Didi. Love you, too. I appreciate you. Good morning, Brother Tony. Good morning, family. Happy Favorite Friday. And I also want to extend my condolences to your beautiful grandmother. I am also oldest grandchild and you really touched my heart with the story i was in the living room with you guys on christmas just having <laughs> fun and uh remembering yeah. all that you just really connected me and thank you for the story of gomer grace and forgiveness amazing uh job this morning man of god thank you thank you sister i appreciate that i received that thank you so much uh anybody else have any questions comments yes brother Tony. this is andrew I really enjoyed you this morning, and I, 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 I love the topic that you picked because uh, a lot of times we we deal with people that think that in their in their walk with God, if God starts working on a particular area of their life, of their uh, of their uh, serving, and He starts to break them that he's broken them enough that, okay, they're, this is over and they'll be transcending to something else and God may have more work to do on them, but they don't mm-hmm. accept it. That's a perfect uh, story. That's a perfect account from the scriptures because God wanted his man, the one that walked around amongst the people to represent God to them, to feel what God felt. And God hurt over Israel because he referred to Israel as those that went a-whoring after other gods. As much as I've Mm -hmm. done for you, as many red seas as I split for you, as many enemies as I vanquished before you, when your armies couldn't even fight right, you still would rather you know, give your, you know, tithe your cows to bail and give me nothing. And he started working. He started chastising them and they weren't really trying to have it. So since Israel went a whoring after other gods, he wanted the man of God to marry a whore. And, you know, she was young, you know, because, you know, all the things that you think about what makes somebody earn money in that business, 
you know, she had it. And the shame that he had when other people would laugh at him publicly. And, you know, that that fire shut up in his bones still compelled him to do his job. But everybody else was clowning and, and that hurt him. He took that hurt home. And that's what God wanted him to feel that every time you reach your hand out, you know, it gets snapped back. And and, and that's uh, that that's pretty tough for somebody because like in our in our capacity, it's like, look, I'm only gonna reach out so many times. And yeah. after that last time, that's it. But God is always there. Jesus said, I will never leave you or forsake you, regardless of how many times we forsake him or tell him I don't give me the silent treatment. It's like when was the last time you prayed? Oh, well, you know, uh gee, I can't remember. Or when you did pray, when was the last time you prayed more than ten minutes? Did you get sleepy when you prayed? Did you just tell him what you wanted him to hear? And then wait to speak back to you? You know, all of those things God God hurts over. We're not supposed to grieve the Holy Spirit, but we forget about grieving Father God. Amen. We forget about grieving Jesus. And so all all of what you were going over brought that back to me because that grace covered our neglect, our recurring neglect. Because it's not something that, like touching a hot stove, you touch it, ooh, you get burnt, and then you don't touch it again. We kind of do the same thing over and over because, you know, this life is hard and, you know, whatever else. But God hurts over that stuff every time we do it. Every sin we commit, you know, reminds him of the cross that paid for it. And, you know, Amen. that's what that's what I'm trying to say. But don't, I, I took up too much time already. But uh, God bless you, brother. I appreciated your teaching. Going back on Thanks, me. Andrew. Thanks, Andrew. Appreciate it, man. Thank you for that. Um, yeah, thank you for that, man. Um, anybody else have any questions? Anything to say this morning? Any prayer requests? Good morning. This is Monica. Good morning. It's Monica. I just want to say great declaration and send condolences to your family. Have a blessed day. Thank you, sister. Appreciate you. Tony, it's it's Moni. Can you hear me? I can hear you, Moni. Oh, I'm glad. I'm I'm driving. I apologize if it's loud. I hope it's not. Um, wow. Um, well, first first of all, I I want to I want to give you my condolences for your grandmother. I I I know how much you loved her, how much you still love her. <laughs> so, um, in any case, I I pray for comfort for your family um, and peace. Um, and, um, you know, like Dondria said, I, I was right there with you during your Christmas story. That your Christmases were a lot like ours, and it just brought back so, so many memories. Um, I really appreciate your ministering because you take us there. You take us into the story. And you relate it to real life 
real life situations. And that's a gift. That's a gift from God. I believe God truly spoke through you today because we needed to hear that. We needed to know that there's no getting away. There really isn't. No matter what God has to do, he will go and get us once he belongs to us. I mean, once he be we belong to him, he will come for us. There's no getting away. And he will teach us how to love him, how to, to receive him, how to live with him. And, and we're his. And, and you just re just reminded us of that this morning. And I love, I love it. I love how the Lord moves through you, Tony. And I thank God for you and your family. I thank God so much for you and your beautiful wife. Your beautiful wife, he's doing the same thing in her. He is. And I love you both. And I just wanted to share that with you this morning. I wanted to thank you for your sacrifice, for listening to the word of God before you're on all the time and really bringing us a piece of heaven of what God needs us to hear for today. We did that. Thank you, Tony. I love you. Thank you, Moni. Love you too. Uh, I appreciate that so much. Um, thank you. This is what Lisa get Hey, Tony. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Lisa. It's yeah, I, just, I just wanted to say I apologize. Could go to condolence to your grandmother. I'm sorry. Oh, thank you, sister. Thank you. So the gift of grace. Oh my God, you just. Ooh, I hope it just penetrated all our ears on this line. First of all, brother, when you showed up this morning, like you just laid your beautiful grandmother to rest yesterday, but you still, you still got on this call this morning. That's huge to me because most people would have been laid out somewhere still. That's just the honesty of how grace works and grief works. But all I could hear as you were sharing was death could not hold him down. He is our risen king. But we have to remember that when all the stuff of life come at us, just remember his grace is sufficient. It's real. It's real. It's not just, we, it's not just, it's so real because we're still here. A lot of us have been through hell already, but we're still here. And so your your message this morning was like a pop-up. A message for you. you guys know I got a job. Don't nobody judge me because I'm, I'm doing a little mopping because the kids haven't gotten here yet. But I just had to run through. And one of the teachers looked up and I said, y'all, I have to go outside because the stare this morning is just like, you know how you got to encourage yourself because it gets heavy. So you this morning encouraging us after you just, cause I know I'm the youngest. And so those Christmas stories, we spent Christmas in Palm Springs with my grandmother and in Arkansas, but it's nothing like a grandmother's love. Just keep pouring that into you and being the, it, man, you just, that was so rich. Just like Moni and Dondria said, as you were sharing, I was there, I could see the, I could hear the noise, the love, the laughter. And then when you said this about the fighting, why you want to keep, you didn't knock this, this fool out. I'm not going to keep fighting somebody I already knocked out. I got the victory. So that's what I yeah. got. We just have the victory. He did it on the cross. He is our risen king. Yeah. Death couldn't even hold him down. So I love you and thank you. That was just so lit. I appreciate you, Didi. Thank you. Thank you. Um, well, Hi, Brother Tony. Thing. Oh, oh hey, sorry. Go ahead. No, I'll go after you. <laughs> uh, just one, one thing that I didn't put in this morning just because it didn't fully go in there, but I always like like to look up names, like names are important in the Bible. Um, 
So the name Gomer, which was Hosea's wife, obviously, the name Gomer means completion. And one of the thoughts I was having and kind of that God was still forming, so that's why I didn't put it in there. But one of the things that was still forming was that, that his grace, his goodness was a completion in Gomer, was completed in Gomer, that, that God's goodness and his grace is completed in us if we receive it or not, if we're obedient or not. And just something to kind of tag on to what, what, uh, what Didi was saying there. But I, I'm sorry, sister, go ahead. Oh, no, I just wanted to share. This is Prosperous Pam. My sincere condolences to you for the loss of your, your grandmother. She sounded beautiful. And, you know, a lot of times, you know how you were describing the Christmases and, you know, the, the gaudy decorations. And it just reminded me God is so good how he makes us all so different. And we appreciate those differences, I think, um, more than uh, we realize. Um, I wanted to also share with you that um, when you were speaking about grace and you talked about as a child and we go through those presents, we don't, we really don't ask how much was this? I don't want to, you know, this is too much. And it just really shows how it is. I know there's a scripture and, um, and there's a scripture about children being how, you know, it's easier. Or we, we can be, God wants us to be like a child. I don't know. I'm paraphrasing to be close to him. Um, but what what really got me was the reason why I think we do that is because we realize that we have to give that thing grace. And so God was just giving me images of people that I need, not like a sled of people, but like two people that I still need to extend that grace to and just, um, you know, pray for healing and ask for forgiveness. And, you know, even if it's something that I don't think I did anything wrong. So it was just a powerful message about grace and um I just want to thank you, and I thank, I'm thankful that God is using you. He's working. He's speaking to me through you. So thank you so much today. And, um, again, my condolences to you and your family. Thank you, sister. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Good morning, Tony. Good morning. Good morning. This is Tanya, not Tanya. Um, wow. Um, I, I just have to tell you, I love storytellers. Um, today I was in the living room too. I was waiting for my, actually I had presents, Dondria. I had presents and they were wrapped in that, um, that, that thin Christmas paper with the, with the, um, with the Caucasian Santa Clauses on it. And it didn't even matter to me. I was just ripping my presents open and squealing at how excited I was about what I received. I was right there with you. Um, but you know what is amazing? Two things I want to bring out. Number one, I never, ever looked at Hosea like that. I'm going to go and read it for myself. I never, mm. ever, I mean, I know the story, but I never, ever looked at that chapter book being about grace. The second thing is yeah. that as I heard you, first of all, I want to give you my condolences about your um, your grandmother. Um, and I looked, and so does Dion. She's busy packing, um, trying to get out of there, to out of the city today. But she wanted me to extend um, her condolences to you as well. But what I thought about is the grace that God gave you to share this morning. Saved or not, she was still your grandmother, and you have the posture like to deliver this amazing word of God. I'm just, your cadence was amazing. Your, um, 
just everything about the declaration. And, you know, I just pray that um, the Lord um, uh, returns to you what you gave out to us today, because if there ever mm-hmm. was a time for someone to use an excuse um, not to speak and have somebody um, take your place, but you showed us as declarers on um, what accountability looks like. And again, thank you for your obedience in delivering the message that, uh, that God gave us. It was a completely wrapped package. Thank you. Thank you, sister. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. And I just wanted to ditto what um, Tanya, not Tanya said. She put it so well. Hmm. Thank you, sister. Good morning. This is Sister Persistent Priscilla. Um, Brother Tony Sandoval, the lavish gift of grace. Wow. And um, you, you you expressed it in so many ways. And uh, I can relate to the Christmas story as well. And I was right there, like so many have said. And I um, uh, understand the love you received from your grandmother. My mother was like that. And I, I understand where your heart is in regard to that as well. And all of us have expressed um, the sincere appreciation of you being present and giving us a gift this morning um, with your storytelling. But I read Hosea uh, for the first time when my husband left me in 2018. Uh, We are still married um, and reverse it. He's the the prostitute, so to speak. And I loved it when you said God will come to you in your dark place. Mm. That hit me right in my stomach Um, because I now have the strength um, and going through the forgiveness stages of I'm in my angry stage of um, wanting to get rid of all of this memory but not really listening and spending time with God long enough. So it's, it was a sincere message for me to get, I mean, when because I've been determined now to um, go through the process of um, what I think I need to do and what, which is, um, you know, when someone abandons you or betrays you, mm-hmm. um, you know Jesus can relate to portrayal, but at the same time, um, what you hear in your soul is, or what you think you hear in your mind, not even meant to in your soul, is to, you know, seek out the, the the best legal advice that you can afford to do what you need to do. Yeah. So um, this spoke volumes to me in so many ways. You, as... Um, one sister who said was driving, you really uh, gave, I never saw it. And I've read this book and I only read it when I, when this first, when he first left me, I became acquainted, acquainted with the prophet Hosea and his story in Gomer. And I prayed forth quite a bit the first year. Um, but you let me see it in a totally different way, God's way grace, 
um, and and um, still don't know what to do with it. Still, I need to spend time with the Lord and and seek Him out. I still don't know, but one thing I do know is the forgiveness piece. Mm-hmm. Um, that much I do know, and and how God wants us because He's forgiven us for so much, and how He wants us to be in our souls and our hearts um, for many, many reasons. But I just appreciate the, the teaching, and I don't, like I said, you messed me up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just messed me up, and I don't know what I'm going to do with it other than spend time with it. But I so <laughs> appreciate it because this is definitely a word from the Lord, no question about it, for all of us. I appreciate you, Brother Tony. Thank you, sister. I I appreciate you. Yeah, thank you for your transparency. I appreciate that. Um, I did want to tell you something. While you're you're speaking, God was kind of saying something to me, too. And and God God just wanted to let you know that he's he's honored by your perseverance. Uh, That most difficult things are meant to... Uh, they're meant to do a couple of things, but um, the devil means them to drive a wedge between us and God, but God means to draw, push us closer together with him. So there's always two roads that you can take when something bad happens. You can either move away from God or you can move closer to God. And you've honored God with your perseverance to move closer to God. And that's something that's very rare in today's world. So I just want you to know that God is God is honored by how you've honored him by persevering and driving in closer, even when it's been hard and even when it hasn't made sense. I want you to know that, that God feels honored by the way that you've honored him. So take a, take that with you there. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. That beautiful night. You're welcome. Uh, Hi, Brother Tony. All right. Hi, this is Gloria. Hi, gloriously graced Gloria, and I am thankful to God for you and the message um, this morning, the declaration. And I offer condolences and regards to your grandmother, and I'm grateful for the lessons and the, the uh, blessing that he gave through her and through your celebrating with her that took me back into the living room as well. And it also made me laugh and think about some of the things that my, my kids and grandkids will probably be saying about me when I'm gone <laughs> or even they say now, <laughs> Yeah, you know, about all, the, all the things that we do in order to, to celebrate and to, to show our love towards, towards our families. And mm. the other thing that I thought about when you were talking about um, a Hosea and the relationship between Hosea and Gomer and God and his people was that never, I didn't see in the scripture anywhere where Hosea blasted Gomer, you know, like publicly talked about her and all that. No, when God told him to go, whatever his struggle was, whatever, he went past that and he went and was obedient to God. And so many times when we go through things, we, you know, we, we, I'm going to talk about me. I, you know, when I went through my ugly ugly marriage and and had to go through i remember and this morning brought me to a place of um praying and asking if i had not repented before of some of the things that 
that I said, I thought that I had no business saying or sharing with anybody else, no matter what was done. That wasn't my place to do that. And God doesn't do that to us. So I thank God for um, the ministry this morning, for just him blessing and for him continue to always extend his, he's extending grace to us over and over again. And the more grace he extends, the more I recognize that he's extending even more because there's even greater places in him that I'm coming to know him. So I appreciate you. I thank God for you. And I'm going back on mute. Thank you, sister. I appreciate that. Right. Hey, Tony, this is Tanya again. Um, I, I, um, the grace that Hosea had to endure the humiliation. See, all mm. of the things that God assigns us to are not nice, neat, and pretty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sometimes those assignments are downright nasty and ugly. At least that's the perception. That could, that can be yeah. the perception from others, right? And so I just had a memory um, flash. My first husband, my children's um, my children's father, he cheated on me, and mm. it did not feel good. I was not feeling loving and cuddly and come on back, let's reconcile. Listen, <laughs> it's it. I was not. I didn't get violent at all, but I was crushed because I thought that I was doing what I should, you know, we were very young, you know, it doesn't, but still it doesn't matter. He still cheated on me while I was pregnant. Um, and I, I just didn't know what to do with that. I didn't, you know, do I, do I go get a divorce? Do I, what? And, um, I, you know, I sat on it for a minute, but, um, I, I didn't, my grace was not to forgive him and to reconcile. That was not my assignment. My, the, it, my, my assignment was to divorce him and to move on with my life. That was my assignment. Right? Um, but I just, I'm just looking at Hosea as being a prominent prophet and the humiliation that must have been levied against him. She's a whole garden tool. Like she yeah. She got regular customers, and she may have even had other children. We don't know, right? Because if that's your profession, you know, there are consequences behind it. I can't, there was no AIDS test to get. There was no, you know what I mean? There was no, like, it was just, it was a whole situation. Mm. But he obeyed God, even though it was humiliating. He had to look like an absolute idiot. To people like yeah. bruh, bruh, are you that desperate? Yeah. And he paid my, and he paid. Who did he pay? Her pimp? Like. Yeah. That it blew me away the way you broke it down today. Like he paid silk. He paid a pretty penny for her. Some pity pennies for her, for silver for her. But he took. He loved her because God said, "Love her and take her back." He didn't take. Yeah. One more thing, and then I'll, I'll stop. He didn't take his anger out. Somebody catch this. He didn't take his anger out on those children either because their mama mm -hmm. wasn't there anymore. Mm -hmm. He loved his offspring. The children had nothing to do with how raggedy and ratchet the mama was. Ladies, brothers, sisters. He, Hosea didn't lose, use his children as pawns. Now what are we supposed to do? I'm done. 
<laughs> thank you, sister. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you for your honesty and um, thank you for your courage, man. You know, thank you for your bravery to speak about it, to push on, to move on. Uh, that takes that takes a lot. So I appreciate you for for being being willing. Um, anybody anybody else have any other questions? Any comments? Any prayer requests? I, I just want to extend my condolences to you and good word today. This is Cynthia. Thank you, Cynthia. You're welcome. Hey, Tony, I just wanted to piggyback on Tanya, because when you read the book of Hosea, you, everything she said was on point. The part that got me when she was just talking is, why did he go pay for something that he already paid for? Oh, yeah. my God. Time and time again, we talk about the kids that they had together. What about the kids that she brought back that that she had with? Oh, my God, the way you broke it down. I it was amazing again, like I said, and I, I, I was so thrown by how you made the grace, uh, how you brought the grace out of the book of Hosea. Because when we read it, we only look at it. how did Hosea just allow Gomer just to run racket like that? That's not what it was about. The way you brought broke it down on this favorite Friday, God be the glory. Thank God for your message this morning and my condolences as well. I was just so blown away about the grace and how you broke it down. So God bless you, Brother Tony. Thank you, sister. I appreciate hey, you. Hey, hey, Tony, I'm sorry. I, Rochelle and started from Aunt Tanya because I just set it up. When you really think about that story and like Tanya so so colorful, um, yeah, why would you just the whole dynamics of it, but the lesson is too, don't don't use the kids for a pawn. And then it to me, it all just points to obedience. He was so obedient to God. And I think we missed that part. And it goes to grace for real and forgiveness. It all ends up with you have to obey God, even if it doesn't feel good, even if it makes you look like a complete fool. And just imagine um if it was social media back then, I just have to say that part. Amazing, amazing share. And and if nothing else as you're going through this process, just can those memories will keep you. I have to keep telling myself that because I've lost so many, but the memories, if you are feeling low on a day, get up, put on some music, something that will remind you of your grandmother and just smile and dance and, and know that, like you said, she's in a better place. Like my pastor says, heaven is nice this time of year. Yeah. Tony, this is Diane. Brother Tony. I just, I just want to uh, give my condolence to your grandmother, but um, uh Homer, um, Gomer, the same grace was extended to her, the grace that God gave us. And God tells us all the same grace that we that he gives us to give to others. And that's what Hosea did. And it just was a great message. And I love your Christmas story of your grandmother. Those are things that you hold on to the good times, even though, you know, it's a sad time. And but all of us have to go through something, have to go through this life with with some of our own family members. But yeah. we have we have to just hold one another up, and and I'll be praying for your family Thank because you. grandmother grandmothers. That's where a lot of your wisdom come from, whether yeah. they know God or not. They don't want to 
they raise their children to be respectful, especially when you got a big family. And I have a big family also, and I just want to give my condolence to you and I let you know I'll, I'll, I'll keep lifting you guys up. God bless you. Thank, thank you. God bless you. Thank you so much for that. Good morning. I just want to add one other thing. This is Prosperous Pam. Um, I wanted to just, this is really on my heart, um, to uh, share with Persistent Priscilla that I hear your press. Um, I just want to encourage you to keep going. You will get there. It was just interesting too, Tony, that um, the, wor- the, the word that you had for her from God was perseverance. So I just thought that was kind of interesting too, because she was given the name Persistent. So persistent Priscilla, I just want you to know that my heart is with you. I'm lifting you up and I hear your press. Keep going. Be encouraged. Thank you, sister. I really appreciate that. I was going to ask, um, just keep me in prayer that I find the right place, that I find, I love what Tanya said, that was not her, forget how she worded it now, because you, with, you, with, with you being sensitive and having the compassion that you just had, Prosperous messed me up a little bit, <laughs> but Tony already did it, and you just brought me over the top. That's all. Um, but that wasn't her her way to go, um, and and she took the route of you know solving that that marriage. But it's nothing like portrayal and hurt and deep pain because it's deep when you take a covenant, um, and that covenant is written in the Lamb's Book of Life, and you know it's in heaven, and um, you do all the right things. Um, you don't. You wait and you pres- and you take them before the Lord and you pray and 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 you seek the Lord. But I missed something. Obviously, maybe I don't know. But um, you don't. You 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 resist. You don't have intimacy until until the marriage night. All the things that you that you knew were right to do according to the will of the Lord, and then for someone to betray you. And then the love is still there. And you say, Lord, take it away. I don't want it. Um, so I I just appreciate you so much for saying that. Just keep me in prayer that I find the right path to take, that I do the will of the Lord. And uh, I just want to say this. When you know God the way Tony knows God, the way Hosea knows God, um, it allows you to do things that in, in our mind, because his thoughts are not our thoughts, his ways are not our ways. It it just blows your mind. It's like, wow, when you really have know the Lord, you can do those things that you never thought you can do. Um, even when I look at Dion and what she's going through right now and pretty Patrice and some stories I don't even know on this line that who are so close to the Lord that they know that they have the victory and all you can, you can persevere through the shame. You can persevere through all the pain and, and all the, the, you know, the hurt and, and all of that because of God. Oh, but God, you know, because of so much you understand have gotten to know about him, but I just want to say that and just thank you. And um, I so much appreciate this, this teaching this morning. Really, you only knew what yeah. I was saying last night about this marriage. Just last night, <laughs> to one of my accountability partners, just you know, ready to take it on with the courts, and only for this to come, it's it's the Lord. So I know it is. I appreciate yeah, you sister, all, sister. Sister, it's uh, it's Tony. One more time, I'm I'm so sorry. I didn't. 
catch your name. Was it Pam? No, I'm I'm Priscilla, persistent Priscilla. Priscilla, there you go. Sorry, I get sometimes I get them mixed up there. Um, can I pray for you right now? Is that okay? Please, yes. Um, Thank you. All right, let's just let me just pray for you, real quick. Um, Father God, we just lift up Priscilla to you, Father Lord. We just when when you were speaking, Priscilla, God was just speaking a word, and and the only word I could think of was restoration. Uh, I, I don't know what your restoration looks like. I don't know. Uh, who's going to be around when your restoration is complete or who's not going to be around when your restoration is complete. But I just, I hear God uh, saying that the, the work has already started. The building's already been uh, torn down, that he's starting to rebuild, that the restoration is in progress. So uh, I just want you to know that whatever's happening, God has full control of it. That no matter how difficult, how deep the pain may be, how deep the betrayal might be, how heavy the weight might be, just know that uh, that God is in full control of your restoration project and that everything that happens from here on out is planned, is measured, uh, and has a purpose to it. Uh, so just keep that with you. Keep that peace with you, God. So, Lord, we just, we just pray for peace over Priscilla. We ask for uh, direction over Priscilla, God. We ask her uh, for healing, God. We ask that you complete the work that you started, God. Lord, you say that you always complete the good work that you started, Father. Lord. So complete the good work that you're starting, God. Complete the restoration project. Complete the things that you've started in her, Lord, birthed in her, dreamed in her, Father Lord. And we just ask for peace during this time. We ask for, for sleep during this time, God, Lord, that she's able to sleep, get a good night rest, Father Lord, that she's able to keep her bearings together, keep her mind right, keep her heart right, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. You're welcome. Good morning, welcome. God. Morning. This is so Jeff G. Hey, um, hey. I just, uh, uh, Lord, I forgot, I forgot her name. Anyway, um, I'll put it like this. Okay, to you first, uh, my condolences, like everybody else, I just want to offer my condolences and prayers for uh, strength and peace for your family. Your stories about the grandmother, uh, not kind of, it really did remind me of my grandmother, but I'm not going to get into any uh, long stories. Um, I will say this, the headache, the disappointment, the inconsistent man that I can be sometimes through it all God has graced me today with um a wife that we're spending today is our fifth anniversary so um mm -hmm. just kind of wanted to put a lighter note on it and then two and I forgot who it was that brought it up the um the mention of using your kids as pawns <laughs> that's a whole decoration by itself I'm not even going to get into but I just want to offer my condolences and just say that Thank you, brother. Congratulations, that. Jeff. Congratulations. That's a big deal. That congratulations. Congra I know you rolling out the red carpet for your wife. That's big. That's big. I will tomorrow. She's working today. All right. Awesome. Thank you, brother. Thank you for that, man. Congratulations as well. Um, anybody else have any questions, any comments, prayer requests? Good morning, good morning, good morning. It's magnificent. I just want to set myself in agreement with my sister Priscilla for her press. Um, sister, I just want to say even um, your courage to share your story and the place that you're in, you always offer me a level of healing because I understand, because I walk that path 
And so I thank you that God brought your voice in to declare victory in places where I have chosen not to share. You have expressed my um, pain and um, process. And I just want to say thank you. And I set myself in agreement with Brother Tony's prayer for your press, for your healing. And you gave me the name <clears throat> Magnificent because I've been going through the process, um, you know, caterpillar to the butterfly, um, through the pain and betrayal and through the grace and forgiveness. So I just um, want to honor your, your press and your persistence, sister. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, sister. Thank you, sister. Thank you. All right. Good morning. Good morning, morning. brother. This is Sister Sylvia. Thank you so much for your declaration. It was simply amazing. I was thinking about you speaking today. My condolences on your grandmother. I was thinking about you, God giving you the ability and the, the power and the strength to speak today after just bearing your grandmother yesterday, and I thought of that as his grace, that he's giving you grace to be able to be yeah. on this call and to be able to continue with spreading his message and his word. Um, with the Christmas part, oh, my goodness, you took me there because my mother um, has had a tradition before she was disabled and bedbound where every single Christmas Eve we would go to my mom's house. <clears throat> Excuse me. Well, let me back up. For the five of us, we had five piles every Christmas. And <laughs> my mom didn't believe in a bunch of toys and things, but you had what you needed in five different piles. And so as we began to have children, it became a tradition that Christmas Eve, we go to my mom's house, and, I, you know, they didn't wait till midnight, though. I'm sorry. They wanted to get the kids to stay, but <laughs> After dinner, probably about 10 o'clock, I don't know what time it was, but then everybody would separate into different individual sections, all the grandkids, because by then, you know, of course, it's not about us anymore, and everybody had piles, and, and the beauty about that is, and I'm sure it'll happen with your family, is that we kept that tradition going. It's starting to fall off a little bit this last few years, but, you know, traditionally, that's what we did. And so you really took me there with that. And then the part about um, all this month about God's grace, um, you know, and I've shared and I've witnessed and testified about everything from recovering addict to, you know, AIDS diagnosis, you name it. You know, I, I know what grace looks like for me. And so now, you know, again, he keeps showing up where jobs that you think you're not supposed to have or because of a degree situation or um, a, a program that you think you're not qualified to be accepted in, I'm seeing all these doors opening up one after another after another. And if that's not grace, I don't know what grace is, you know. Um, yeah. And it's just amazing that, you know, it, it has me, me, I'm not sure about it, but it has me in awe, you know, when they talk about signs and wonders and miracles and what God can do. Um, all of those are grace. You know, I started this chaplaincy program back in March. I didn't want to apply. I looked online and it said clinical pastoral education, CPE. And I thought, well, wait a minute, I'm not a pastor. I can't do this. And I told the director, and she said, just apply. And what an amazing journey it has been um, still to the end of July to be able to pray for people and just be a spiritual presence for patients in a hospital. His, it's only grace. You know, that God would take an addict and put her into a situation like that, you know. And yeah. so 
yeah, it, it's just amazing, you know. And now there's other doors and other opportunities that my director, uh, she sees something in me and she's referring me into other things. And I'm like, well, wait a minute, why is she referring me to a master's program? I'm still working on my BA. She said, just call the dean. You know, I know someone that just graduated, same situation. They have the ability to make exceptions if they want to yeah. in their contingency program. And uh, the rest is history. You'll hear more about it later. But God is good. His grace is more than sufficient. Thank you so much. Thank you, sister. I appreciate you. And you I so do much. have a prayer request. I'm sorry. Yes. I, I want to ask for prayer for my relationship with me and my daughter. She's going to be 39. She's here with me now. She comes and she goes. She has a couple of children. And the relationship is so, I can't even explain it. But at 39 years, I'm still trying to figure out what more I can do, what is missing, how to, you know, how to get this thing resolved so it don't just keep going on another year after year after year. So please pray for my relationship with me and my daughter, Star. Yeah. Yeah. Can we do that right now, sister? Is that okay? Please. Okay. What's your what's your daughter's name, if you don't mind me asking? Erin. Erin? Star. You said it was Star? Yeah, S-T-A-R. Okay, Star. Okay, let's pray. Father God, we just thank you so much, Lord. We just lift up Star to you, Father. We lift up this daughter. We lift up this mother, God. Lord, we just ask for intimacy, Father Lord. There is nobody who knows what it's like uh, to have a relationship with children like you, God. You know the connection. You know the bond. You know the things that build there, the intimacy, the, the trust, Father God, the faith in one another, God. Lord, you know the intricacies of what it is to be a parent, the intricacies of what it is to have children, Father Lord. And that we just ask that you start to knit and start to weave yourself into this relationship, God, Lord, that the, that you cause grace to abound in this relationship, that there's forgiveness in this relationship, God, Lord, that there's understanding in this relationship, God, Lord, that there's a mutual respect in this relationship, God, Lord, that there's a forgiveness of the way things used to be or the way people used to be or, or the habits people used to have, God, Lord, that there is a, a a lifting, I just I see that, a lifting of a veil over over eyes, God, Lord, that, that we start to see each other, Lord, that they start to see each other for how God created them, how God intended them, Father, Lord, that they we start to see each other, Father, not with uh, the weight of our mistakes or the weight of our issues, God, but with what God has forgiven what God has beaten, what God has had victory over, God, Lord. So we just ask that you remove that veil between mother, between daughter, Father, Lord, yes. and that you just lift that and that you add a connection there, God, Lord. You just start to weave yourself into that relationship, God, Lord. We just pray for that. We seal that. We speak that over my sister. We speak that over star, God, Lord. And in Jesus' name we pray, God. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. You're welcome, sister. Thank you for that. All right. All right. Anybody else have any questions, any comments? Okay. Let me just ask one more time, and if we're not, we'll go ahead and close. But anybody else have any questions, any comments, any prayer requests? Okay. 
All right, let me just close this out and I'll bless you guys on the way out here. But God, we just thank you so much. Lord, we thank you for speaking this morning. We thank you for your transparency. We thank you for speaking loud, for speaking clearly, Father Lord. Lord, I pray that you take us from this place, but not from your presence, God. Lord, I pray that you protect us today. I pray that you guide us today. I pray that we get to see you and everything that happens here today, Lord, that you just start to make yourself available, start to make yourself known in every single thing that happens today, Father Lord. We just love you. Protect us today, Lord. Put your head of protection over each and every single one of us, over our families, over our loved ones, Father God. And in Jesus' name we pray, Father God. Amen and amen. All right, y'all. Thank you so much. Have a good rest of your day. Be blessed. Thank you, sister.
Good morning. Good morning.
the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes, committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while staying on our knees, for it's God we aim to please, we are declared
the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes, committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while staying on our knees, for it's God we aim to please, we are declared victory. Walking in the 
the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes, committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while staying on our knees, for it's God we aim to please, we are declared
the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes, committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while staying on our knees, for it's God we aim to please, we are declared
the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes, committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while staying on our knees, for it's God we aim to please, we are declared victory. Walking in the 
the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes, committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while staying on our knees, for it's God we aim to please, we are declared
the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes, committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while staying on our knees, for it's God we aim to please, we are declared
the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes, committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while staying on our knees, for it's God we aim to please, we are declared victory. Walking in 
the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes, committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while staying on our knees, for it's God we aim to please, we are declared
the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes, committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while staying on our knees, for it's God we aim to please, we are declared
the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes, committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while staying on our knees, for it's God we aim to please, we are declared victory. Walking in the 
the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes, committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while staying on our knees, for it's God we aim to please, we are declared Walking in 
the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes, committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while staying on our knees, for it's God we aim to please, we are declared the 
the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes, committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while staying on our knees, for it's God we aim to please, we are declared
the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes, committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while staying on our knees, for it's God we aim to please, we are declared
the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes, committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while staying on our knees, for it's God we aim to please, we are declared victory.